to the Hammering Away podcast. I know it has been a long time. We know it has been a long time. Um, we had some technical difficulties with our uh, last upload, which is now a lost episode. Which because nobody can even find it. Can you imagine if it was like a? I didn't introduce Joe yet, but Joe, can you imagine if somebody could find that episode? That would be really concerning, considering it's just it's just on our it's like devices. It would it would mean that someone would have to like hack into either my phone or your computer. It's not even on the cloud for me. It would actually, you know what it is, because it's with Owen. So what if somebody yeah. could hack Owen, and instead of like getting all his work information, they would just take hammering away the episode number twenty four. That was a good episode, dude. I had a lot of fun in that episode. Um, yeah, that's gonna be our first Patreon. Uh, exclusive yeah. yeah we actually made that joke on that episode yeah i can make we made a patreon yeah. exclusive <laughs> yeah yeah i actually i have some takes from that episode to get off um oh tell them about the tell them about the the sound effects okay i don't again i don't know if these are gonna work in some way i actually blame these for it not working but that doesn't make any sense because that's not the part that it failed at it failed through the thing that we used to upload them um so there's random sound effects, right? Because, uh, and I think maybe that had something to do with it failing because it was right when Zencaster, the platform we used to record, transferred to like making people have different plans to record. Um, so we get these little sound effects now. And that loss last week. Oh, wait, I thought that was going to like continue on. I thought it was going to be like a consistent piano in the background. Yeah, that sucks. You should. You have to just keep pressing it, I guess. Just like pressing it over and over while we get sad. But um, <laughs> we have a a new sound for one of our favorite players, Mr. James <laughs> Ward-Prowse, and it goes something like, "Hell yeah!" And dude, James Ward-Prowse is pretty damn good. And the plan is to make that noise every time he uh, is mentioned. By name <laughs> yeah i'm sure i'm sure our, our viewers will really enjoy that it's so obnoxious i'm actually probably gonna never click that button again i'm gonna keep i'm gonna remind you to click it every time he was time. good today i'm not gonna say his name but he was he was really good today he I was guess. phenomenal yeah he, he was phenomenal he run he he runs and he runs. he runs dude he was um i thought he was even better on thursday against freiburg yeah like he's like really kind of like finding his role right now at West Ham, like in open play. Like obviously the dead ball stuff translated immediately, but now he's like, you know, kind of finding things to do uh, both like in the final third and mostly as a 10. Um, that's been a really great adjustment. But yeah, so he's fine right now. It was the second half of the Spurs game, which I mean at halftime, I, you missed the first half of that game, right? Yeah. Because you had a final. Yeah. At halftime, it's probably the worst half of football we played this season. And people are saying, oh, like, we just came out with more energy in the second half. And in some parts we did, but we were pressing them, like, from the front that whole second half. And it was – a lot of it was led by him and Bowen. And I think since then we found a really good shape to press with. Obviously, the foam game was a disaster. Um, but we were sick. We had no Alvarez, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then Freiburg and Wolves, it's the same story as the second half of that Spurs game. 
where we're just pressing and pressing. And WordPress is a big reason why that press um, is successful because between the two wingers, Paqueta and Kudus, who are both great athletes and like can actually defend, uh, mm-hmm. especially Paqueta, and like Kudus is great at like what the kind of defending you'd expect a winger to be good at, like pressing and stuff and tracking back. And then Bowen, we know how good he is pressing from the front. And you throw Ward-Prowse, he's so energetic. He just never gets tired. It's unbelievable. And I think when Suchek was playing further forward, that was our issue because he, look, Suchek is good at things. He can he struggles a lot when we try to press teams. He's actually the reason we conceded that uh, the goal that was dis- disallowed today. Yeah, he was he was pressing, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and he has to. It's not his fault. It's just, like, how, like, if we're going to play like that, like, the other center man is going to have to come up at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and he comes up, and he just gets baited by Cunha, who just kind of flipped it around the corner. And once he does that, we have nobody to recover. Um, and I don't know if I can really blame anybody else for that goal. Not that it's, like, totally Suchek's fault. It was, but just, like, a, it was just a really well-worked goal. Yeah, really it was a, yeah, it was a great goal. But if I had to single anybody out, it would just be he's not athletic enough to mm-hmm. do what he was being asked to do there. Somebody like Connor Gallagher might be. Somebody like Kone. Dude, I think I think Gallagher would be really good there. If oh, they yeah, if I mean, if they were willing to part with Gallagher, his contract's up in twenty twenty five. I just don't think Gallagher is that realistic anymore. He's just too. I don't think he's that realistic. Is but. Bowley is weird. Like this is Todd Bowley that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Pochettino said he wants him to stay, but then he also said it's up to the club, which nah, is weird. It's, you, you don't hear managers say that. That that whole thing, and he's Pochettino said that a few times at Chelsea. This is just on them. Like when you hear Moyes talk, like especially like Bowen, like we'd love to keep him, or like this. It's always we, we, we. With Pochettino, he says I, and then he says, but it's the club's decision, mm-hmm. which is, it's bizarre. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, they, they kept him in the summer, and that was really a risk. And then They're he weird. Ended, he ended up, he ends up having a great start to the season, probably one of their most valuable players right now, for what that's worth. But yeah, <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just don't see him, I just don't see him leaving. I'd love to have him though. He's a damn good player. And yeah, I mean, like a I don't see it either. But that's mm-hmm. the thing is that he fits like a damn glove. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing he doesn't have on Suchek is Suchek's goals, which I would like to see another one of um, on Wednesday. He's due. He is due. It's been more than two games. He's due. A, a set piece goal at Anfield. Do we haven't scored from a set piece in a while? In a while. Because we didn't score from a set piece against Spurs. We didn't score from a set piece against Freiburg. And we didn't score from a set piece against Wolves. Who did we play before Spurs? Before Spurs was... Palace. Yes. Didn't score from a set piece. And then Burnley. Like, we technically did, but not from, like, a Ward-Prowse like, swing in. We haven't scored from a set piece since, since Nottingham Forest. Damn. The last time we scored from a set piece was the last time we recorded a podcast. Or posted a podcast, I should say. There you go. We're done. Put the, put your bets in. James Ward Prowse assist. Dude, I thought he uh, scored that free kick today. I thought that was the oh. moment. That was it. Dude, the, the the writing was in the. I don't think he's ever gonna score a free kick for us. Yeah, I mean, we said that, and 
every every week is further proof that it's never going to happen. Uh, dude, um, I, I feel like we've thought that since before he was even announced. It's just the way it goes. He could be yeah. a great player for us. He'll just never score a free kick. We, we, we spoke about this in 2021. <laughs> that he was never going to score a free kick for us. He got linked. We were like, yeah, he, he'll be great. He just won't score a free kick. Yeah. <laughs> dude. Uh, honestly, like... If we had Ben Rama taking him, just saying, probably would have hit one by now. <laughs> Dude, the way he took him last year, though, like, for real. I mean, he, he scored the one against Andrew. Like, the, the one against Nottingham Forest was the best free kick I've seen somebody take for so long time. <laughs> Dude, I mean, Cresswell scored some damn good ones, but that Dude. one against Forest moved me. Unreal. Shook the crossbar. Dude, what we, like, finished, like, fifth. Last year, if that like lands two inches over the line instead of two Honestly, inches on the line, our whole lives are completely altered. Rice is probably still here. <laughs> Rice signs a new contract. Um, that at one of the ninetieth minute whistle blows, he puts pen to paper. <laughs> he thinks he thinks it, he thinks it's Dimitri Payet. He thinks we signed <laughs> We we score the free kick. Then he steps up to the spot. Declan Rice steps up to the spot. And he hits it. He scores. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Dude, Jesse Lingard had him red. I cannot believe he pointed the way he was going. You know what, man? For Lingard to not celebrate against us when he scored for United, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. For him to tell the goalkeeper which way Deck is going, is that is betrayal. It's knife in the back. But the, the thing is that Lingard's beef with Rice is like specifically in this context. His beef with Rice is because Rice stole his watch. No, it's because he stole his penalty. Oh, my God, dude. (laughs) I forgot that that happened. And I forgot he gave him one, and he missed it. Exactly. And then he scored it. And then um, Moyes was like, don't ever do that again. (laughs) And then two months later, Jesse Lingard was taking another penalty for us against Newcastle. Why did Rice get taken off him? No, he... He was hurt. He was hurt. He, got, he was he hurt. Taken, yeah. He yes. was hurt. He got taken off them after the forest. forest yeah. Because he missed the one in uh, in West Brom the year before. Mm-hmm. Which I maintain was, that a, was fine a great penalty. penalty. That was a fine penalty. Like, he's but unlucky the, at the post. But the forest penalty, take Lingard out of the equation. That was one of the most spineless penalty kicks I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. Dude. Just for a player that plays with so much authority. Yeah, right. The the, the penalty he scored was pathetic, too. It was like in the corner. Actually, no, I think it actually wasn't a side net. I might be being mean to him. No, that was a good penalty. He he had taken only good penalties until the Forest one. Until the Forest one. We were just messing around with Rice, man. Putting him on corners, putting him on free kicks, putting him on penalties. Like, like was he asking for this, or was Moyes just kind of seeing like what? Like, what, what can what, this guy do? <laughs> just like, ugh. You see, is um moving on to great players who are here. Mm-hmm. The quote about Paqueta is beautiful. It's like it's because it kind of people will call Moyes a dinosaur and stuff, which is ridiculous because. You know, like he's shoehorning him in on the left wing. Like, no, dude. Like, that's a very like complex role that he's playing out there. Yeah. Um, and part of it is just go do your thing. But like Emerson and Ward Prowse, like there has to be things in place to handle that. And Ward Prowse will go out there and defend. 
um, Emerson has so much responsibility. <laughs> it's insane. Um, but Moyes, what did he say? I think I texted it to you earlier. He said he's in his old age or something like that, in his wise years, he understands sometimes like with players with that much talent, you just have to let them, let them do their thing. He said that there needs to be a bit of leeway is what he said. I'll read you the full quote. Hold on. The full quote. He's a, he's a special player. I've not had, I've not had a huge amount of players with that amount of talent. There's a bit of leeway we have to give him as I've got a bit older. I realize when they have that talent, you have to let them flourish. He's right, man. And you know what? That's a he gives genuine... him. He gives him a lot of leeway. Mm-hmm. And it's been gives, a genuine him... point of growth from him because he's not always shown that leeway with talented players that he's had. I, but I do think to another point, like there's talented players and then there's Lucas Paqueta. Oh, for sure. Sure. And I think that that also plays a part in this where Moyes is like, this guy is... Because even listening to Moyes talk about him before we signed him, like, we didn't think we could get him. I think he said to the media he didn't think that he would be available. He never talks about players in press conferences. He's talking about all the positions he can play before he's, like, even in the building for a medical last year. Mm-hmm. Like, he loves him. And the fact that people act like – it's the same thing with Steiden. Just because, like, in your head, like, Paqueta is some flair – I mean, obviously he is. But he's, like, some flair modern player and Moyes hates that. That does not mean that those two don't get along. That's crazy. It's actually quite the opposite. Moyes, 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 Paqueta might be Moyes' favorite player. He's definitely one of his favorites. He's going to be one of those when, like, Moyes is done – Whenever that might be. And, you know, at this rate, he, he might die on the touchline for us. He might <laughs> die at the London State. I hope so. Dude, that's the way I want him to go out. Like a peaceful death. Sorry. No, like like a, like a last-minute winner, like cardiac <laughs> arrest. I, actually, that's a terrible joke to make this week because wow. thoughts and prayers are with uh, Tom Lockyer. Or, oh. Is that his last name? Do we have a report? Do, do we know if he was back? He's fine. Him? He's fine. Oh, dude, stop. That's not even funny. <laughs> that is not even funny. <laughs> Bro, it's crazy because people really ask that question. <laughs> Everybody listening, our, our 75 to 90 No, dude. Don't, look don't up do that. Matt Lockyer vaccine. And, it's not his and first name. Up. What is it? It's Tom. Tom, Tom Lockyer vaccine. Stop and, it. Uh, let us know. <laughs> somebody did tweet. They said the vaccine strikes again. I was like, that is got to be the most like. <laughs> it's crazy that like like I I make a joke about it. and It's one thing, but like people like legitimately like it makes my joke less funny that people legitimately feel this way. <laughs> that, dude, it makes your joke less funny because it's like <laughs> like I've already like I already saw that. Like somebody yeah. already said that. <laughs> <laughs> like in absolute earnest. Um, but what was I saying about Moyes? Oh, like, Paquette will be one of those players that when he's done, he, like, I think he's in an all-time Moyes team. I mean, yeah. I guess, well, there's the United years, but, like, he, but, but it doesn't United count. Years. He gets into that team. 
He does get into that team. Like he, they don't, they don't want to admit that he gets he, into that team. He's about to get into Pep's Manchester City team. We're gonna talk about. Oh Oilers yeah, dude. Into, oh yeah, Pep, Pep's Manchester City team, dude. They're so great. Well, now they're not. They need him. That's we needed thing. those three points, dude. That was a six pointer, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> earlier in the season. Yeah, we're gonna be kicking ourselves that we didn't beat Man City at home. You know, if we had beaten them at home, if we didn't, because I'm gonna phrase this in a way. If we didn't drop those points, mm-hmm. we had a lead at halftime. Yeah. If we didn't drop those points, we would be a point behind them. That's so crazy. Isn't that, that crazy? So crazy? It's crazy that Villa are ahead of them. But I don't want to talk about them. I'm not talking about Aston Villa. Okay. I'm boycotting Aston Villa. If, they, if they're if they still in a title race when we play them in March, I will not watch the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually agree with that. No, I'll, I'll watch and I will We be. certainly won't be covering it. Distraught when they uh, wipe us to the side. Did it, imagine they won the league. No, I would go into hiding. I'm not gonna do that. All right, it's not gonna happen, and I'm not gonna worry about it. If it was called anything like Leicester's thing, I would be furious. They spent so much money. Like, if any like of us, like Villa, Newcastle, won the league, and they're like, it's a Leicester. Like, no, 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 it's not. no they can't. Like Leicester were like. Got promoted. That they were relegated that yeah. April before. They were down. <laughs> they, had, they shouldn't have even been in the league. Yeah. Like, it's just... It's not worth even talking about. I want to talk about... Um, just going all the way back to the Burnley game for a second. Because yeah. that's actually... This is... Uh, I said to you earlier I wanted to talk about this again. Because I think it's a point worth mentioning. And I don't think a lot of people have talked about it. Um, there's a part of it that doesn't have as much, like it's not as seeped in reality now, but I'm just going to say it. So after we beat Burnley and Forest and those games, it was like a run of games where we were on, where we were getting good results, but we didn't really have control over the games the way that we had control, um, against Wolves and against Freiburg. And those games were even more impressive because we had a lot of the ball. Um, especially in the first half today. But I was saying that I think how this team is different to some of the other Moyes teams that we've had at West Ham so far is that we don't control games as well as particularly in the midfield. There's obviously a big reason for that. One of the best midfielders on the planet left. Um, And as good as Ward Prowse has been, you know, there have been struggles uh, in different games with his play and open play. I think he's been Ever since Spurs, he's been really great. Um, Fulham, I'm just not even going to act like that happened. Um, But he's been great. Uh, Alvarez had a long stretch where he struggled. Um, He's probably sick. That had something to do with it. Um, But again, starting on Thursday, he's been great. And then Suchek has been good. But what I'm getting at is that while we've had less controlling games, I think that we actually have more ways to like win. There are more players who can win us a game in this team than we've ever had before. Because when you look at Bowen, he's always been a match winner for us. Kudus, the point stands even more now, how much of a match winner he is for us. It's every week at this point. Um, Paquette, it speaks for itself. Um, and then even going further down the pitch, James Ward-Prowse. How many games has he won us this season? He's he might going. he might have won us more points than Kudus, just going because he he won us just in terms of like output that Chelsea game, 
the Luton Town game. Brighton. Brighton. Um, Spurs. He's at least in double digits. Yeah. Uh, So he's another one. Suchek is another one. I mean, that run of play, or that, that run of games, I should say, where we weren't playing that well, but we were picking up points. Who scored the winner in, like, every single one of those games? Thomas Suchek. So even when, like, your, like, first four or five, quote-unquote, match winners are not getting the job done for you, because we didn't even mention Antonio, even when those guys aren't doing the job, like, you still have another guy who can find you a goal, which is just not how we were last season. It's even not how we were um, the 2021-2022 season. Your bone just scored every game Yeah, down the stretch of that season. Like, think about yeah. it. Who, who, like, it was, like, set pieces, like Dawson. Mm-hmm. Like, who won us the Leon tie? Jared Bell scored two of the four goals. Like, I'm trying to think of other games. Honestly, that season's so far away now. <laughs> it's kind of crazy to think about how far away it is. But, yeah. Um, and that's what I think is different about the team. And it's honestly a big part of the reason why – Last year, the problem was scoring goals, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't concede a lot of goals last year, especially for a team that was in trouble. We've conceded, I think, almost twice as many goals this year or something crazy like that. Or maybe we've scored twice as many. But we've conceded a lot more goals this year than we had at this point last year. Yo, yeah, we definitely have, have been conceding a lot more goals. And I don't have the numbers in front of me. And but, we're an eighth which I think is a testament to how good these attacking players are. Because even, like, like what I'm saying is, like, Kudus against Burnley, I did not think had a good game at all. I thought he spent, like, 70 minutes of that game just ghosting. He kind of started positively, just disappeared for, like, 70 minutes, and then he creates two goals in the last five minutes. Um, again, even today, I did not think he started today well at all. First 15 minutes. Gave the ball away a few times, tried to take somebody on when he shouldn't have. And then he scores that goal, and then now he's just in the game, and he's a different player. Um, the Forest game, like, did we play well? Did Ward Prowse really play well? Did Bowen really play well? The, quite no. the opposite. But they, yeah, especially Bowen, like, really didn't have a good game, but came up with a goal. Mm-hmm. And it's just stuff like that. Yeah, like, it's... It- yeah, it's like the thing is with the, our circumstances as a smaller team playing the full gauntlet with European European nights and the full cup schedule being in every cup. Um, not every performance is like going to be great. We're going to have a lot of games where guys aren't fresh, guys are missing, guys are suspended, guys are, you know, all these different variables that are occurring. And you can't expect to have good performances every week with all those circumstances, but... And all these games. Yeah, exactly. But the saving grace is that we have these guys who can, in one second, or two touches of the ball, completely, like, reverse the tide of the game. Yeah. And that's something we haven't had. Maybe we had in one player, but now we haven't. Five or six. I mean, you, you think about Kudus's brace. We probably had the ball for a grand total, and I'm being generous here, of 14 seconds. The first goal was... The first the goal end, was 16 seconds. Yeah. And then the second goal was, what, five mm-hmm. touches? Yeah. 
even quicker. Zuma took two touches, or it might have been six touches. It's like eight seconds from when Zuma went it back to when the ball was in the net. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what that's what makes us much more dangerous this year because last year we couldn't we couldn't play badly and win. Yep. We just didn't really ever do that. I can't even remember a game last year where we played poorly and won because we actually, funnily enough, last year. Like you know how the sign of like a good team is like you know they'll have like a decent amount of wins by multiple goals just because like if you play so many one goal games like you're bound to have a draw here or like mm-hmm. to lose one here. Last year's team, if I'm remembering correctly, won probably almost half, if not half, of their Premier League wins by more than two goal by a, more than one goal. Yeah, we had a few. We had just off the top of my head, Wolves. We beat. By more than one, uh, Fulham, Leeds, Fulham, Bournemouth, Manchester um, United could have been three. I mean, that was one though, but that could have been three. It could have easily been three. Um, who else we beat last year? Villa, we beat one nil. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you said Bournemouth. We beat we beat Bournemouth twice by multiple goals last yes. year. Yes, I was gonna say twice, but I wasn't sure. So that's four or five right there. That's yeah, we didn't have and that's half we we won ten Premier League games. So the issue last year wasn't when the performances were good, it was when the performances maybe weren't there. And that's what having all of these players who can win you the game in a blink of an eye does for you. And it's gonna be really important as the games get kind of come start coming thick and fast, even more than they have been. Which is Yeah, I mean the the, the spring is gonna be crazy. Hopefully, uh we we have a Thursday Saturday schedule. No, we don't. No, no, no. They'll they'll reschedule that. They uh they schedule the Premier League games like every two months. They schedule them for TV. So once they schedule them for TV, they'll schedule us. Uh, but this Sunday. is like in February. Yeah, they're they're gonna move the United game to Sunday. You're talking about they schedule. That's another thing. That's the second time they scheduled us for a Thursday Premier League game. That's ridiculous. That really is, is that is a joke. It's honestly a joke. 100%. The amount, the amount, first of all, if I'm remembering correctly, last year or earlier this year, no, it must have been last year. Last year, we set a record for consecutive Sundays played on by a Premier League team, which is one thing. For them to schedule us not once, but twice on a Thursday just for TV is nonsense. We should, yeah. We should never play on a Thursday unless it's in Europe. It's nonsense. Like, this just, not to sound like you're in club, but that's not fair. It's not. It's just not. It's fucked up. The, these, these players, talking about on like a, a league for, um, you know, point of view, these players are going to be so burnt out after, yeah. after years of playing at this rate. Like this like we're still feeling the effects of this World Cup. It's 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 kind of. Crazy. I mean, yeah, the the Thursday Sunday thing in general. It, it's it's like making teams play. And I understand, like, you want everybody wants Champions League game. Everyone else wants Champions League. Why can't the group stage be on Wednesday? Like, why can't the Europa League group stage be on Wednesday? And then, like, when knockouts come around, then like it's Champions League is like. Wednesday and Europa League with like Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Europa League and Conference League are Thursday. Like, right? like wh- what is the harm in that? Like, who cares? 
Because, I like, mean, because they want people to have something that. to watch every day. No, nah, man. Because they, they don't have a second my, sport over there, dude. I want my guys to be fresh, man. I don't, I don't give a damn about watching RB Leipzig versus Copenhagen on a Tuesday afternoon. First of all, yes, you do. I, I would watch it if my hammers weren't playing. But Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, 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 fair. But yeah, I mean, the fact that we're able to maintain playing Thursday, Sunday – for three years, especially that we're eighth this year. I mean, I know last year was a down year, but like we have to start appreciating what Moyes has done for us. No, yeah, I I already am like appreciating it because I, I I see that. I mean, as as a collective, like this, like and like maybe if we have any older listeners who were even around like during the Canio days or before Premier League days might get a little irked saying this. First of all, there can be multiple golden eras in the history of the club. We are in a golden era right now. There's no other way to slice that. I don't care if you hate Moyes. I don't care. I don't care if you were the biggest Moyes out person on the planet and nothing he could do could change it. I don't care if you think that somebody, I think you saw somebody said this. Somebody said that Kevin Nolan is managing the European games. And that's why we're good. These people are schizophrenic. <laughs> like, but like, like even if you think that Kevin Nolan is managing the European games, who made the decision to let him do that? If you think that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, who's calling the shots here? Like, you think David Sullivan made the call and he said, hey. <laughs> Especially after, like, has he been doing this the whole time? Like, did he do this when we beat Lyon? <laughs> like, when did this start for you, that Kevin Nolan – was managing the European games. It's ridiculous. Just for the European games. Why? That doesn't make any sense. Why would a player why would the players be cool with that? Like <laughs> having two managers and not being like consistent. Like, oh, today's a Tuesday. It's a Kevin Nolan practice. <laughs> like, listen to yourselves, man. Jesus Christ. It's crazy. And that's the thing, is like, look, Moyes, like you're allowed to get frustrated with Moyes sometimes. He does do things that are frustrating. I hate to break it to some of these people. Every manager in the world will. And if you think that you're going to be happy with a free-flowing manager, which, by the way, it's harder to maintain success free-flowing-wise, even if you you watch Manchester City, you know how pragmatic they are and how pragmatic they were Mm -hmm. last year to win that Champions League. They were under so much pressure in that final. Um, At points, I should say. But... Like, you're going to have qualms with a free-flowing manager, too. You're going to... Because when he plays a fullback that doesn't defend, you're going to get angry. When he doesn't play a six because he wants to play Pablo Fornals in the pivot, you're going to get angry. Every manager of every sport at every level of that sport does stuff that's going to make you want to kill them. Has a flaw. It's a fact of life. It is just it's if you can show me one manager that's never done anything to make their his fans significantly question. You show me your Sunday City League manager have an issue with Pep, dude. Yeah, there are like genuine issues with Pep. Like the way he manages knockout ties, like that is legit. Yeah. Like it's a legit even, issue. It's a very real issue. A legit issue, like. You, there's there's no there's no managers out there that that are you know free of criticism. It's just a fact of life. And once you realize that and you say, okay, like I like expect this manager 
or any manager to make a mistake. You expect David Moyes to make mistakes because he's a manager. He's a human. He's a human being. He's a human being who has preferences. And I, yeah, I was seeing somebody complain. They said that uh, Mubama didn't come on early enough today. Like, come sure. On, I, like, agree. Did I want to see more of him? Sure. He played, like, 12 minutes, man. Like, he came on in, like, the 86th minute. There was, like, seven minutes of added time. Like, are we serious? Like, like who cares? Who cares? He got like, on the field! Like, <laughs> I like we won 3-0, you know? Like, how do you have anything to say? Someone said, people uh... people still find things to say? Like, of course, I want Obama to play 100 minutes a game. It's just... It's just like Moyes has a lot of things to think about. He's not he does. Always about, a lot. <laughs> the eighteen-year-old kid like, on the bench. Yeah, who like has all the time in the universe. He's gonna he play eventually. He's gonna and start also, eventually. and also at a certain point. And and again, Moyes should not be thinking about this because he should just be thinking like, what's best for our team, and then now and in the present. But at a certain point. We're gonna give this kid minutes who's not signing a contract. Yeah, it's a good We're point. Gonna develop him so he can go sign for Leicester next year. Like, I'm not like saying that that's a genuine thought in my head because that's just as schizophrenic as they are. It, it shouldn't but, be a thought in, in, in anybody's but head. But that's the thing is that that's just the other side of that coin. Mm-hmm. Like, we can play this game all day if we want to. Somebody was upset. Somebody was upset that he took kudos off today. Called them an old relic is what they call them. Where are you seeing these people? Because this is, this is <laughs> you know crazy. where it is. I don't actually know if he listens to our podcast, but he uh, will interact with our tweets a lot. So he's cool. Um, oh, what's that? It's like twenty nine M Morg or like M twenty nine Morg. Oh yeah, yeah. He he's he's just he, fighting with people twenty four seven on the timeline. <laughs> it's just. Like, dude, like, for your own sanity, stop responding to these people if you hear that. That, that kid has, like, the most, like, poisonous timeline of all time. <laughs> and he infects my timeline with these exactly imbeciles. He can't remove himself from it. And as a result, I see all the slop. Dude, it's at the point where, like, if I'm scrolling through my timeline, right, and I see him... I'll click on his account and I'll scroll through everything that he's quoted in like the last like few hours because I just I gotta know what they have to say. <laughs> it's so bizarre, man. It's so bizarre. That that claret and booze like contingency of <laughs> the fan base like seriously fuck themselves. Is is that a claret and booze account, right? Yeah. He after the Tottenham game, he was like, I told everybody I was taking a break from Twitter. Like, why are you guys adding me? Like, I'm like, like we did a post-match show. I was really happy on the show, right? And then we lost the phone on that Sunday. And he was all over my timeline. And then we've won the last two and he's nowhere to be found again. Like that, like, I, I hate when people are like, they're not even a fan. Because like, no, they're just a very misguided person who like has lots of hatred in their heart for some reason. But that that guy, I actually don't think is a West Ham fan. I don't, I don't, I like, I seriously don't, I just don't understand what he wants. <laughs> That's what, what he, he just wants. wants, he wants Moyes to go more than he wants us to win. Yeah. We have one true. loss in our last nine games. What about that guy? Um, you see that, you know, the, the like, Twitter account, Irons, 
with like a bunch yeah, of yeah, yeah. That's my them. dog though. He's. I mean, I've actually never interacted with him a day in my life, so it's not my dog. But he um. He tweeted before the Freiburg game. <laughs> Dude, I saw that. Ideal scenario. <laughs> Lose. <laughs> Also, the thing about that is like it was, no, it was we lose and we draw AC Milan. <laughs> it's, it's we lose, David Moyes gets fired, and we draw AC, AC Milan, Milan in the first round of the Europa League. Yeah, knockout rounds. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, there, there was easier teams to play than AC Milan. No, because 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 he's one of those people who is all about like, and I get this, like, oh, like we want to travel and like play the biggest clubs in the world. Like, let's play them in the quarterfinal. <laughs> like, when, like let's like go to like a cool country in the round of 16 like like let's play braga in the round of 16 like everybody gets a trip them. everybody gets a trip to portugal but like we are the favorites to win that time we can play ac milan in the quarterfinal all anybody wants i want to play ac milan at some point in this tournament because a i think that we can beat them and b like that's so cool it's ac milan <laughs> The, the San Siro, most one of the most historic stadiums Dude, in the world. Can you imagine if we went to the San Siro and Mokus jumped on that damn advertising board? Oh, oh man. Oh, man. Let me get me started. That would, be, yeah. that would be something. Cyprus seemed like a great place to go. Everybody had a lot of fun there last year. That's what I'm saying. I had a lot of fun looking and, at the pictures and watching the videos. And and we wiped the floor with them. <laughs> like, do you not want to, like, coast into a quarterfinal? I mean, there's no coasting in the Europa League, to be fair. Um, yeah. Because a lot of these teams who come through are good. Like, Galatasaray scare me. You can at least take the bye, you know? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Take the bye. <laughs> you know? But th- 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 I want to circle back because the other thing I was going to say – did he think Moyes was going to get sacked if we lost that game? Is he serious, yeah. dude? Yeah, he did. People are so detached. And then you have other people who recanted the statement, so tongue-in-cheek, who are saying that that was worse than anything we witnessed under Pellegrini or Village. Are you insane? No, name. Say his name. Alan Rezepa. It's fucking Alan Rezepa. <laughs> like is he out of his mind? Yes, he is. He is. He is. He's, 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 he's losing it. But he's like, by the time I met him, he had already lost it. I mean, we've had this conversation before, where, and this is mostly for Alan if he's listening, and anybody who knows Alan, which is probably like more everyone. than half of everyone. Everyone. Um, I think because Alan like was never this crazy. Like he was like he'd get after it with some of these people and he could be like, you know, a little annoying to like some of the people who disagreed with him, but he didn't truly start to lose his mind until Moy started to succeed. That's really when it, that's really when it like clicked for him when he had to like start like complimenting Moyes. Yeah. Like Alan, like when I first met Alan, he was crazy. (laughs) You know what he stood for. Yeah. He 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 had, he he had a principled man. He had principles. And thoughts, and and takes, and agendas. Now he's just loud. <laughs> That's very true. Because because what the hell is he talking about? It was never that bad under Village or Pellegrini. We yes, held four to two League One clubs, not to one, to two League One clubs in the space of a calendar year. We we held four goals 
in two separate games to two separate teams playing two divisions below us. <laughs> and, he, and he says, but it wasn't five. Like, and it wasn't five. Well, but, no, but that, that's when he knew he had lost. So, like, I'll cut him some slack there because that's, like, just a troll. Fair enough. Fair enough. And then Billich, like, we held five many, many times under Billich. And, yeah, it was, like, the city and, like, Arsenal. But, like, dude, we held four. Um, oh, actually, no, that was Moyes. Held four to Swansea when they got relegated. <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. Billich did the double over him the year before, makes you think. And he beat them earlier that season. Billich had three wins on the bounce against Swansea, but Mr. Moyes could not. He did not have an answer. Makes you think that uh, maybe we should have pulled the trigger after the Fulham game. Dude, I almost want to watch that because how did that happen? The Swansea game? It was the, the, we lost 4-1. I'm trying to remember. It was Arnautovic fit. He must have not been fit. There had to have been something wrong. But I know Antonio was fit. He scored. 4-0. 4 nil down against Swansea. This guy on the swivel. <laughs> puts it in the back of the net. He loves the, he, dude, he loves the consolation goal, man. He does. He like, does. not to be disrespectful to Antonio, because I actually think he's been fine this season. Even, like, his quote-unquote struggles, I think, have been way overblown. Like, yeah. I think he's, like, done it's a same, fine job. It's the same people who are, like, still, like, talking about Moyes out. It's the same people, like, talking about Antonio. But there, it's also, him. like, this weird sect of people who, like, like Moyes, but, like, always want to be progressive. And it's like, yeah, I want to play on the front foot, too. In the right way, the way that we played in the front foot today against Wolves was, was awesome. the right. It was the but it's the right way for us to play on the front foot, with lots of energy, at a high tempo, and not giving them room to breathe. Mm-hmm. We do not have to pin teams back. We don't care about field tilt. That's not us. We <laughs> yeah, are not right? field tilt FC, and that's the thing. Half the people screaming from more than half the people screaming from boys out are the same people who hate the field tilt stat. Mm-hmm. He's just old, angry men. And they, they don't know. They have no idea who they would re- replace him with. And there's people saying that Dude. Noble should replace him with. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you actually think Noble would do with this team? <laughs> I almost <laughs> like, like Moyes has got to like give him, like every summer, like Moyes got to like teach him. Noble needs to take this team over when Moyes is done. I would love it, but I just, I just think that Replacing our greatest manager in the history of this, of this <laughs> with his captain who retired eighteen months ago, <laughs> right? With a guy who like said he was like playing on like looking forward to being away from the team for a while. <laughs> no, not even that because that's fair. With the yeah, guy yeah, who like, brought the Heinekens into the dressing room for the <laughs> celebrations after the semifinal, like he is friends with the players. It just wouldn't work. They they obviously respect them, but no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, like Noble in five years, like Noble could manage. Like, I'm trying to give a good example. Like he could manage, like Suchek, he could manage. You know what I mean? Or like Jared Bowen, like he could manage because there's enough age difference. Like they didn't spend like five years with. Imagine we hired Noble. He's like, manage Aaron Cresswell. 
Michael Antonio, yeah. dude. Michael Antonio was probably doing Christmas pranks on this guy, bro. Like, Michael Antonio's not gonna listen to him. Anyone who was in the 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 birthday prank video of when Lingard like covered him with powder and shit. <laughs> anyone who was in that video, even if they didn't participate, who was in the video, <laughs> cannot be coached by Mark Lager. You imagine Ben Rama? You remember how Dude, Ben yeah. Rama was behaving in the video? <laughs> ben Rama behaves in general is crazy, bro. What is good with him? I mean, he I'm, dude. So is he? Here's the thing, bro. Moyes. Is he the I, I, I'm getting to that, but I have a few theories. Okay, so theory one is the one where people are like, "Oh, he's playing Pablo because he knows Ben Rama's off the Afcon." Theory two, and I like this one a lot. Moyes is sabotaging Ben Rama's chance at going to Afcon, so he has more <laughs> players when Kudus and Gerd and Cornet leave. <laughs> yeah, that's genius. You think he's doing the same thing with Cornet? Or theory three is that he's finally come full circle on how he feels about Ben Rama, and he thinks he is terrible. He thinks that he <laughs> sucks, and he's gonna get sold in January. And I, I, it, it honestly, it could be any of the three. Moise is crazy enough to do any of the three. I'm feeling a little bit of each. I'm feeling a little bit of each. I think I think he he turned more Ben Rama into the player that he thought he wanted, and then he realized that yeah. that guy stinks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm good. No thanks. <laughs> yeah. I saw it. I don't like it. <laughs> like, ben Rama like altered his brain chemistry. <laughs> it's just not for me. Ben, ben Rama did every single thing that Moyes asked of him for three years. <laughs> just. To be a part of the worst Moyes season, and then Moyes go, yeah, I'm good. I kind of like them better back then. I like, like where the where's the flair player I can give some leeway to? <laughs> Dude, if I heard that quote about Paqueta and I was Ben Rama, I don't care how much better Paqueta is than me, I would lose my would mind, sick. dude. I would be furious. I would I would abandon everything. I would just I. Would, Go on a hunger strike. <laughs> like, just start turning the ball over again. Dude, like, because the thing about it is, like, look, Ben Rama, like, hasn't been great this season. But what did he do to go from, like, being, like, the left wing that he trusted to just never playing again? And can I preface? This is nothing to do with Fornals. I think Fornals has actually been really good in his little cameos. And even against Fulham, I thought he did fine in the first half. The game really wasn't his fault. Yeah, and he was sick too. Yeah. And that's the thing, he was sick. He still played. <laughs> what the fuck? That's what I'm saying. Like, what is going on? Because what was the last game that Ben Rama played for us? I'm going to look this up. Was it. Did he get. He, he came off the bench in the Europa League game, didn't he? Yeah, and he subbed on for Fulham. Yeah, he subbed on against Fulham, but that's so different. Like, I'm not going to count that one. That was, that was brutal. Like he, because think about it. His last start that I can remember, maybe there was one after this, but his last start was Brentford. He played pretty well. Yeah. Like if Antonio doesn't take yeah. the ball off his foot, like he scored a goal. He had a goal. 
And then he probably, none of this probably happened, which is why it's just interesting to me. Okay, so he played 67 minutes. He started against um, TSC uh, Bakatapala. And he played 84 minutes on November 9th against Olympiacos and that win, right? Mm-hmm. And then in the Premier League, played 27 minutes against Burnley. He was good in that sub cameo. Yeah. And then he played 25 minutes against Fulham. So the last times he played, he played well, like decent, I'll say, against Brentford in that loss. And then he got hooked. Um, He came on against Burnley on the 25th of November. Made a difference. Almost scored a goal. And then he started against Bakatapala on November 30th. Probably played terrible. And then he played in the win against Olympiacos, and he was average. He did play terrible against TSC. But, like, what did he do? <laughs> the thing is, Ben Rama is not having a bad season. Like, in He's his, just in not – he's, he's just hardly having a season. He's just – he is just, like, as average as it gets this year, which is fine. Yeah. Like, like he, he's, he's, like – he goes out there and he does his thing. Like, he played really – like. Played really well against Brighton, like that was that was great. Yeah, he played great. We'll, we'll never forget that performance. That was that was really special. Um, and it's it's just like, should he play more? Maybe. Like, I'm not gonna go out there and be like, David Moyes is doing this guy a disservice. Yeah, that's that's not what I'm trying to say. I don't like. I, know, I don't particularly I don't... think he should be playing over Fornals. I thought one of the left wingers should have gotten a chance. And I think Fornals got one and took it. Mm-hmm. I'm just a little bit confused <laughs> that like he he can't get a look. Yeah, it it, it is like. Well, I mean, just... to be fair, the one game that confuses me is the Palace game. But besides that, I mean, I guess Tottenham. I wouldn't have brought him on. Like today, he couldn't come on. <laughs> yeah, three zero. I guess. Like, I guess not. like what is that? Like, but I'm not. It's not something I'm going to be outraged about. No, I know. Like that's like a it's like a math problem for me. I'm just confused. Exactly. It's kind of funny how it's gotten to this point because once upon a time there would have been like serious outrage over this. Well, it's it's interesting that this is how it's kind of because I think this is how it's ending. I think he might go in January. January. Some guy get funds from somewhere. I'm sure Premier League clubs would be no, interested. No team is buying him right before he's about to go to AFCON. Nah, he's not going to no damn AFCON. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to no damn AFCON. They called him up. He, dude, he has like. I don't think Algeria should call him up. You he's not playing. They They're good. Who, who they got on the left wing? Is Faguli still playing football? Is he still, is he still with us? <laughs> I, I don't know. I cannot tell you for sure. But that's fair. For he's me. like playing like he's playing like mid table in uh, Turkey. That's been Rama's level. That's <laughs> <laughs> been Rama's level. I agree. Dude. I mean, uh, but the thing is about Ben Rama, like they don't take him half the time, anyways. Didn't they take him to Afcon last time? And he didn't play. 
Yeah. Just sat on the bench, and he was playing well before he but left. He was on like a, a incredible run of form. <laughs> when you're we like, man, I can't believe Ben Rama's going, and like that sucks for us. And then he left and just sat like, on the bench he, for like yeah. a month. He watched Afcon. <laughs> he watched it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, more power to Pablito, man. Maybe he'll score. Maybe he'll get a new contract. Well, he's the one actually, though, which is even weirder. And here's theory number four. They're trying to get teams to look at him and buy him. Because X said that we activated his clause till 2025 to sell, to sell him in January or or in the summer. But he said that we're going to look so, like, what the hell is going on? That That is the most... That's like the most out there theory, low key. Yeah, we're playing addition him in the, like Premier League games. Just so like, teams like, look at him and they're like, "Ooh, I don't know." I, it's it should be interesting because um, we don't sell players a lot, so seeing we're how very Stiden, seeing how Stiden affects this process is going to be interesting. Oh, I mean, I'll, I'll say one thing. If Sidon is as involved in negotiating outgoings as he is in negotiating incomings, which I have no idea, did a pretty damn good job this summer. I'm sure. I'm he sure got he us. Is, he know. got us our nine. I mean, I'm sure like Sullivan tells him what he wants, but he got us our nine figure fee for deck. Mm-hmm. Um, no, and the add the add ons are generally achievable for Rice's. I think they? Sullivan was at the table. I yeah, actually for for the rice one, that was actually yeah, absolutely David Sullivan. But for for Skamaka, like we we stood firm, and then the yeah. team met it. Like I'm actually, I mean, I know that you were crazy at the time, but I I have no complaints about how that was handled. I was oh, ready yeah, for him yeah, to get another like, chance this year, but like we said, thirty million. Can, a team came in with thirty million. Take them. My complaints were about losing the player, not not. You said that Moyes pushed him out the door. Yeah, I was, I was, you were I was emotional. Sad. It was emotional, and I, I still. You don't I mean, believe that Moyes said he wanted him to stay. You said it multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> you should still be here, man. You should be a hammer. Get the hell out of here, man! <laughs> Did you see a uh, no new thing? Said I know, I know. Which is fair, dude. I like. It's not like I think that Skamaka is a pretty good striker. I think that there are things he needs to work on, and I think that some of those things he needs to work on led to it not working out here. But like, I don't know. Everybody's so extreme on him. Can he just be a pretty good player technically who can strike a ball who's also got flaws? No. Like, can these people not be like? Is there no nuance in conversations anymore? Both of these things can be correct, you know. I love saying that's my that. Least favorite, that's actually my least favorite thing. That no, it's you no, know, because it's it's it's, it's so annoying, security. dude. It's it's like a really like honestly fucked up thing to say to somebody. <laughs> like, um, you know, you know, both of these things can be correct, right? Like hell yeah, dude. Fuck that. Fuck that. No. Yes, they can. Only the thing that I'm saying can be correct. Okay, how about this? Ben Rama sucks. 
Fornals sucks. What do you think about that? Fornals doesn't suck. He's oh, okay. He's the flavor of the month, man. He is, dude. These left wingers are going through such weird phases of their careers. Each one. Like, dude, Cornet, has Cornet done anything wrong for us? <laughs> yes. What did he do? When he first got here and just was missing every chance that Ben Rama put on a plate for him. Oh, dude, he hit the post against Chelsea. The po- it's unlucky. It's unlucky. He you know he skied one in one of the, like, the Europa League Conference League. Oh, my right. God, he did. He did. That's what, that's what I was thinking of. He was so cursed. He's – what a cursed he- signing. But, like, seriously, <laughs> dude, like, I don't even – I don't think he's, like, some answer for us or anything like that. I mean, I think sometimes we could use, like, direct pace from him. But, like, who just kind of provides that now? But, like, what has he done wrong? Because he had the assist in Serbia. Got us, like, a huge Europa League win that set us up with a much, like, just easier mindset in the home game for Freiburg. Mm-hmm. He hasn't even, like, been in the squad since then. Yeah, he wasn't in the squad today. Which, to be fair, like, I'm happy Mubam is getting picked in the Premier League squad over him. Mm-hmm. But, like, wh- what did he do? I don't know. He did it's something. Like, it's just one of those things. It's just like, damn. You say damn and move on. No, yeah, I know. I know. Think, uh, you think Deitch would spend the fee on him? He's going back to France, I think. I think he's going to go to Everton. Hopefully somebody spends a fee on him. He's at least shown that he can play. I wonder I think. what the fee even is. It's probably like... I hope it's not. It's got to be like more than eight. It's got to be eight or more. I would say five to ten. I'm taking yeah. five to ten. I'm I mean, eight. I'll take the six that eventually gets offered, but like it's kind of annoying that we spend seventeen and a half million on somebody who like is pretty clearly like got juice. Like he's not bad. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing. Like we're selling low, and I know we're selling low. I know. Whoever buys him is getting a better player than what we than what sold we him have. For. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just it's just the reality of the situation, and and cutting your losses with a player that it it kind of it just wasn't right. I mean, right to be fair, sense. like and I think that we all knew this deep down. We signed we signed eight players in one window. You you had to know that one or two were gonna miss. Hmm. It's just tough. It's tough. I mean, it's annoying that the two who were signed to score goals missed. That's the annoying part. Yeah. And maybe in another life, they both sign and, and play together and they. Kamaka and Cornet? Oh, oh, you mean at West Ham? I thought you meant like they yeah. end up in the same team. They, like they could have easily, like in, in a different situation, worked out. Yeah. It's just not how it went. But then maybe Paquette fills in that life, and I know which one I'm taking every time. <laughs> yeah. I literally take me failing in life. Yeah, yeah. All right. One more question for you before we sign off here. And this is this is a big question. This is this is gonna elicit some emotions out of you. I'll tell you that right now. Lucas Fabianski is playing well right now. Mm-hmm. 
What do you, what do you do about the goalkeeping situation? Do you think it has something to do with him? These clean sheets or yeah, you got two this week. I would say that this this performance we just choked the life out of them. That wasn't really much of a, a Fabianski thing. It was just us. He was actually kind of weird today, if I'm being honest. But his communication might be. It's we didn't we just didn't give away that many chances. Like we like. We just played really well, and they didn't have a sniff. So I think that, that that this clean sheet could have easily happened under Fabianski. Do you think that there's a conversation yeah. we had about Fabianski taking the number one shirt back? No, I I, I don't. Um, he's been amazing. Um, he's been just as good as Ariola, but I think in his old age that he's really benefiting from not having being the fresh and being fresh for every game. Yeah, and he he wasn't this good last year that's just the truth he wasn't this good the year before either Um, i agree with you i'm just playing devil's advocate i thought he ended last season pretty well no yeah like and i i i think i think that there is some conversation to be had if Ariola comes back in and we start leaking goals in there and i don't think it's as simple as if we're leaking goals or not but like if we start getting more weird stuff with the Gerd and like stuff like that, then maybe there is a conversation to be had. Um, the way I would handle it, I would play Fabianski on Wednesday against Liverpool, and then I would bring Ariola back in for United. Just whenever he gets healthy again, he was he had a brace he's on. A, yeah, he's on the bench today. He had, he had tape on. Yeah, trying to look probably cool. could have played. I think I think I think that he could have played today, but we have the luxury. of yeah, if it was Joseph and Nang lined up back there, it probably would have been yeah. Ariola. Can you imagine Nang that was the question. went off? All right, can you imagine Fabianski went off against Spurs when he went down for a second? I, yeah. I honestly, yeah, that was the question. I thought that you were going to get a little bit more fiery about the suggestion the question, that Fabianski could come back in. What about the question we, we said we were going to talk about? What did we say we were going to talk about? Between Kudus and Bowen. Oh, would you like to start? Would you like to ask and answer? No, I'll, I'll I'd like ask to ask. You, you want to ask? Like to, yeah. Ask. You got you got a, a cup final coming up. Okay. You got one spot for two players. Jared Bowen, Muhammad Kudus. I'm taking Bowen. It's hard not to, but it's also hard to deny Kudus. I'm not denying him by taking Bowen. I just think I know damn well one of those guys is going to score in that game. I know for a fact that Jared Bowen will score in a final if I ask him to. What about the core? Okay, what about the course of the season? Bowen, dude, I um, I'll say one thing. I think it's jarring how much Bowen's all around player all around play has improved. Like the goals are cool. Mm-hmm. I honestly I it's like watching a, a new player. Like it's it's crazy. Oh yeah. Like he has had better all around play than I think he's been given credit for sometimes. But the energy that he picks the ball up with now when he's playing on the right, he's so much more direct than he's ever been. 
he looks faster. I don't know if that's sharpness, if that's his fitness. I don't know what the hell that is. Um, I think the passing is better. better. His head is up more. He he links up better with players in field. And like you see it for England too. Like when he plays with England, he's able to make these first-time passes inside. It's like really little stuff, but it's just there's some different kind of sharpness about him now than there wasn't even two years ago during his best season. He is – it. he honestly it, – it's like watching a completely new player. Like even if like if he had six Premier League goals, I'd be saying this. And, and the goals are a bonus. And he's taken to this nine role. At I least thought, in the last week. I thought he he's was been, spectacular been today. Yeah. Incredible. And people I think it's almost taking away from his performance as a striker today. Because he scored as soon as he moved to the right. If that ball hits the post and goes inside the post and it's a goal, then we're talking about a 4-0 win and a brace for Bowen and just how great of a striker he is. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about him being level on goals in Mo Salah, if that goes in the net today, by the way, who scored three penalties. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's hard, man. Obviously, I love Bowen, and I'm glad we. this isn't an actual thing we have to discuss. No. But Kudus is forcing a lot of – Tough conversations. I think the I think been playing the past month. The hard conversation is the one because this it, it just feels almost anti football to say he's better than Paqueta, but you, you can't really argue with output. We'll see how much longer this output lasts. But this this kind of goal scoring form is not foreign to him. Like he's not going to score every game like he's doing right now. But he is used to scoring goals, and he is used to scoring goals at a high clip in any competition he plays in. But it's it's not even like a – like with, with a player like him, it's not like a luck thing. Like, oh, like the ball's just going in the net. Like this, his ball striking is like – It's so it's, real. It's a genuine just like a skill. Like like I like he, I saw him like – when he got that one-on-one with, with, um, with Toti Gomez, like for the first goal, I was like, oh, like – my first instinct, my first instinct was like he should like put put it on his right and like you know try to beat him there. Then he like moved into his left. I was like, oh, he's got it on his left. Like if he gets and the touch was off, heavy, bro. The touch was heavy. Was I thought heavy. the touch was heavy. But I was like, and okay, it's it's weird with him. Not to cut you off, he's done this a few times where he cuts in like that, and I'm like, ugh, you know, like. And I know, and like now I know that it can actually go in when he does that. Because he's done that a few times where he prefers to almost take that shot on. And I think it's because he knows how hard he can hit the ball. I mean, the bow and goal against Spurs comes from it. And that's just like the kind of thing where it's like, yeah, like put a shot on the net. Like hopefully something good will happen. But he knows, like this isn't him being selfish. This is him being like, I work on this. Yeah, like this a lot. is how I help. Carmelo team. Anthony, like he, he works on mm-hmm. this. Yeah, like I honestly, like he put it on his left. I, I was like, okay, if he gets the shot off, like this is cash money. And then hit the net. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> that's what he does. I I was I was very surprised when I hit the net. Not gonna lie. Because the thing was, and it's the same way as the goalkeeper. He cut in, and well, because he cut in, and it was heavy touch, and I was like, it's gonna get blocked. Because it is the kind of shot that you see get blocked a lot. Um. Mm-hmm. And the ball hit the net, like, before I could, like, really register what was happening. And the same thing kind of happens to the goalie. Because, I mean, Kuda said in his post-match that 
the scouting report on the goalie was that he liked to cheat to the far post, so he went near post. Um, really? Yeah, but the ball wasn't even totally in the corner. It's just it's the what's impressive about it is that it's the ball striking that beats the keeper, mm-hmm. which is what makes him this high level player. I was saying this earlier today about Kudus. I've never seen us sign a player who's so ready made to play for like a top four Premier League club and like playing the Champions League. Right, and the irony is, is that he was playing in the Eredivisie like three months ago. The irony is that they all had their eye on him. He scored against one of them in the Champions League last year. All of these mm-hmm. clubs have been linked with him. Like Chelsea, obviously, are not that right now, but that's what they want to be. Chelsea linked. Arsenal heavily linked. United linked. Eric Ten Hag managed him. Right. Like, like oh, I don't know if Liverpool. Governor B actually tweeted this. He said, uh, so Eric Ten Hag coached Anthony and Mo Kudus, and he decided that Anthony was the player he wanted to spend $100 million on. It's crazy. Like, damn. It is crazy. And it, what's crazy is all these guys had their eyes on him. And obviously the Brighton thing happens. I remember when he was being linked with Brighton, I was like, we're going to have to play him on his debut. <laughs> scary. Isn't that That's crazy? That like, a, like when we beat Chelsea the week before we beat Brighton, the thought was, man, we might have to play like Kudus next week. Like that's kind of cool, but like that's kind of scary. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then the thought was, well, he can replace Paqueta. And now they're playing together at West End. It's crazy how it's things special, change. Man. It's special. In two weeks. Like, like in 99 out of 100 times, you're talking about – Man, like, can you imagine, like, we got Paquette and Cruz together, like, in the same building? Dude, that conversation is had so many times in so many different sports where it's like, man, like, imagine this guy, like, and this guy just, like, cross paths at the same time. Never happens that way. I mean, you say the same thing right now about, like, oh, can you imagine Rice was in this team instead of Alvarez? See, think about Pyatt. Everybody everybody loves the Pyatt one. (laughs) Every year, players come and go, and... Every single time. It's like, can you imagine player X was here at the same time as Pia? Yeah. Arnautovic, Pique Antonio, like Paqueta, Kudus, Bowen, like just Felipe. The like list, every the list goes on and on. Yeah. Everybody wants it's, to see everybody wants to see everybody play with Dimitri Pia. And it's it's gonna continue to be added on. James Ward Prowse is another one. I know those two up. No, I'm saying that, dude. <laughs> fucking, you, you put them both over a free kick. They each have a hand on the ball, so they put it down together. So you don't know which one wants to take it. This fucking fan fiction is crazy. You gotta respect that. <laughs> We're proud to be taking him with his damn left foot if we had Dimitri Payet. Tell you that much. <laughs> Work on your left, kid. Daddy's home. <laughs> Get in the box. <laughs> get get, in, the, get in the box, James Ward-Prowse. You know what? He, he, he could take corners, though. If Pia came back, he can stay on corners. I'm cool with that. He can stay on corners. Goddamn Demi Pia aiming for the near post every time, just hitting people's feet. Fucking <laughs> hanging up there, man. I know that you can do it. <laughs> like, I don't know what. We scored, we scored the goal from it once with Antonio. Actually, we scored a few corner goals, man. But like, just, just like shoot it, Demi. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, score prediction for Wednesday for Liverpool. Um, because this is this is huge. This is 
What team would you play? Going, I'm going. I'm playing all the hits. I'm unchanged. 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 Obviously, unchanged. Um, score predictions. If they if they run out a midfield of Endo, Slavis lie, and like Curtis Jones. I think we'll win. I think they were going to penalties. I think it's going to be one one, and I think they were going to go to penalties. Oh, that's scary! I don't like that. Oh, with Fabianski back there, that's dude. Really wait a second. Imagine tomorrow's uh, Wednesday is the day that Moyes is like, yeah, like so Ariel is going to be the cup keeper again. Head in hand, <laughs> head in hands moment, dude. <laughs> Literally Oppenheimer moment. <laughs> No, Oppenheimer moment for Enzo Fernandez when he saves every single one, dude. <laughs> what did he create? Imagine. That's not, not, that's not what it's going to happen. But yeah, I think 1-1 one, one and it's never, going to penalties. We've never had Fabianski defend a penalty shootout before. How did we beat City in that penalty um, shootout? They, they, uh, one of them hit the post. Was it Foden? I, th- I think two of them. Two of them um, missed it. Yeah, two of them put it off target. One of them hit the post. That is crazy. <laughs> that is so crazy. <laughs> yeah, Ariola didn't make a save. <laughs> Dude, that was before the jig was up. They all they didn't know you just had to put it on target. And the the they somehow Blackburn found out, and they were like, "Let me let the, let's score like sixteen penalties." Yeah. <laughs> Blackburn did their homework, and then Enzo watched that game. He was like, bet, but the 108 million dollar man, or 108 million pound man, I should say, mm-hmm. big guy, um, tried to put on target. <laughs> I didn't miss a penalty against awful cereal. Are you kidding me? You're like, embarrassed. Must be embarrassed. No shame. And then they yeah, dropped them, and then they won. They won the, the other day. Yeah. That was the fun. Like, following that Blackburn game on. Like the West Ham's like live oh, blog, God, dude. That was such a nightmare. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. Like at that point, we were already sucked. So I was like, I could well, no, dude. What was funny that. about that, and like funny now, was that so that was the week, the last week of games before the World Cup. We played Palace, we played Blackburn, we played Leicester. We were tenth going into the game against Palace, and we we're like, we're finding our way, right? Like we'll mm-hmm. figure this out. And we conceded the 94th minute winner, the Olis deflected goal. And then we lost in the penalty shootout to Blackburn. And then we got wiped the floor with with Lester. And we were like back down to like 16th coming out of the break. Were were we not in the relegation zone going into that break? I don't think so. I don't know, dude. I know that we were 10th going into the game against Crystal Palace. It's funny to think about that Leicester team, that Leicester game right before the break, now that they're down. We but, thought that they were fine in their feet. Like, like we got, like, seriously, like, fucked up by, like, a team that, like... Was terrible. Was, like, did not control their own fate on the on, on, the, on the final day. They beat like us that. again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was a charity. That they did like, the double over us, and they went down. <laughs> 
embarrassing. It's, so it's just embarrassing. I wonder when the last time somebody like a team did the double on us and went down. I like, mean, I'm sure teams have done doubles over plenty of teams that went down. That's like when no, Chelsea saved us, us by giving us six points. Oh, over us specifically? And then went down. Fulham this season, hopefully. Yeah. I would take a loss to them at the bowl if it meant they were gone. Uh, good riddance. Diop needs to find the real club now that he's been benched for Calvin Bassey. Maybe they'll sign Ben Rama. <laughs> No, he's going home. They're commenting on each other's Instagram posts with the same emojis. Yeah, because they, they both know that. Because they both Moise hate... Dude, the, deep down, they both hate Moyes. <laughs> not deep down. It is not <laughs> deep down. I don't, know, I don't know what that's coming from. But it's, it's surface-level hatred. It's like, yeah. fuck you. On site when I see you. <laughs> Moyes, dude... Moyes never talked about a player as funny as he talked about Ben Rama to the press. <laughs> Like, what was he trying to do? It's ridiculous. He will. He, he succeeded. Anyways, thank you, everybody, yeah. for listening. This has been a fun episode. It's good to be back. These are coming consistently now, again, for yeah. sure. As long as this yeah. one uploads correctly, which I will do everything in my power to make sure that you are listening to this right now. Um, I was going to say Daniel Luker's name, but I'm going to – no more shout-outs for Daniel. So, Thank you to our, our Patreon subscribers, <laughs> uh, Daniel Luca twenty four, uh, Tyler, <laughs> Tyler, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Paquette season. Yeah, thank you to all of them. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Alan. Sorry, hundred dollars so Patreon subscription tier. <laughs> yeah, thank you everybody for listening. You know where to find us on Twitter at hammering underscore away. Find us on TikTok hammering dot away I'm gonna actually try to upload some clips there I was gonna do it for the last one but then the episode was lost um the Instagram is hammering away underscore and the blog is hammering dash away dot blog I know I was forgetting one more uh thank you everybody for listening and we will uh, talk to you before the Arsenal game peace Piper Piper Piper